Welcome to episode six of season two of Younger, Smarter, and Better. I'm your host, Christian Alita, and today's topic is going to be all about persistence. I have quite a few stories that I wanted to share with you and a few tips and tricks for being more persistent. First thing I wanted to share with you, the first story that I really have that I think really speaks to what I understand as persistence is the idea of continuing even when there's things that are, are being really, when it makes really hard to continue through those things. When I started, the one story that I always think about when I think about persistence would be that when I started YouTube. When I started YouTube, I was 14, 13 years old. I've been doing YouTube for about four to five years now. And what I noticed was, and the idea when I started YouTube, in my mind, in my mindset when starting YouTube was, look at all of these successful YouTubers, people who are like doing what they enjoy and making money off of it at like age 24. 25 around there and here I am at 15 if I were to work as hard as they have right now I would be able to be where they are much sooner than they reach that place so if they spend like you know youtubers spend like maybe three to five years really getting into the zone and getting to the point where you can start making profits and other sorts of things like that so I was thinking well if I start right now three to five years later or maybe 10 years later I might be where they are and so I really took that idea to spirit and I started working. The problem though, and here's where persistence really played a role. The problem is that you have to keep consistent content creation. And there was other things like that that would really help you grow your channel that I didn't really understand at the time. I just, at that point, I was just like, oh, I'm going to just start and just try and continue. The problem that I did was I tried to do sprints of creating videos. I would spend a lot of time, I'd record, I'd edit. I'd spend like maybe six, seven hours on a video and then I'd post it, but I didn't keep any consistency in scheduling or any consistency in creating content. And so what would happen is that you'd have maybe one month where I created one video and another month where I created like two or three videos, but it wasn't a lot of consistency and that was because of a lack of persistence in a sense. And consistency in persistence is more or less what I'm going at here. And I was starting to, as I was looking back on this on all of that I've done I had three or four times over the course of me doing YouTube where I pushed really really hard where I did three videos a week that was insane hours that was probably 15 20 hours total every single week on top of school and on top of everything else to try and get three videos out and I did it consistently persistently but then after two to three weeks I wasn't able to continue, and then I stopped for multiple months at hand. So what happened was, is I was doing like two-month sprints of creating content and working, and then stopped persisting, stopped the consistency, because I couldn't keep it up, because I was trying to do too much at once, which we'll get to that in a little bit. More than the idea of keeping at a pace that you can keep up and be persistent is another really important thing when it comes down to that. But when I was starting YouTube, I didn't understand that at the time. I was like, well you have to create as much content as possible, as fast as possible. You have to keep working and constantly be doing something or you're going to fall behind schedule and you're not going to be able to hit the deadlines and the goals that you want to in the time that you want to. But the, the truth is, is that if you do that, you're not going to be able to reach those goals and those deadlines because you're going to burn yourself out and you're not going to be able to continue or persist in what you're doing. And a lot of that was because I had high expectations for what I was doing. I expected that I should be able to not only post three videos a week, but they should get a certain amount of views and that I should be able to keep up, which I was able to do that for a little bit, but I wasn't able to persist 
in doing that, which really led to me like having points that I could do a lot of work and then points that I couldn't do any work at all. And over the course of time, it was that lack of persistence and the lack of consistency that really led to like, I, I could be, I could have been, if I were looking back right now, I created over a hundred videos for my YouTube channel. The thing is that because they weren't consistent and persistent about making them that I'm like, I have 875 subscribers, but those videos that I posted, those 100 videos, like 25 of them were posted in like two months and then I stopped for like a year. So there was a lot of like the ability to continue and keep going in that has a huge role to play because after a certain time, people lose interest. And if you're not posting anything, you just kind of slowly go under and no one really seems to notice. So that was one of the stories that I really have that looking back, I was like, if I was more persistent in doing that, I might have been much further off than I am now. And that was a lot because I had high expectations, as I was saying, and it led to me being disappointed. But one of the things when I started out is I set a really lofty goal. And when I started creating videos, they weren't getting a lot of traction. They were like maybe one or two views from me watching them trying to edit something in the description. And so there wasn't there wasn't a lot of views or a lot of traction, but I kept going despite of that. And eventually, like my seventh or tenth video now has over two hundred and fifty thousand, two hundred and thirty thousand views for lifetime views, which is kind of amazing. And that's kind of what persistence persistence allows you to continue and once you reach that plateau, be able to persist and break through that plateau. And it takes a lot of I would say I don't want to say they're failures because you see, like, you hear the term failure. Failure is really the not reaching the goal or not being successful. But I really don't think that when you're when you're persistent, they're not failures, they're missed attempts. When you're trying to, like, aim for the moon, right? If you were only fire and shoot one shot at the moon, of course you're going to miss. But being persistent allows you to kind of take those missed shots. And this is what archers do, and this is what a lot of, like, people who shoot guns and everything do, is you've got you've to re- adjust your aim after you fire that shot so say i shoot an arrow at a target right and it goes to the lower right now that means that that missed shot technically it's a failure i didn't hit the mullseye that's what i was aiming for that's a failure and, and that's one way to think about it the other way to think about it is it's just a missed shot and now what i've got to do is i've got to aim more up and i've got to aim more to the left and then you you shoot it maybe it goes off a little bit and then you kind of readjust. Eventually, the more you shoot, the more persistent you are in shooting and adjusting your aim over time and will really help you nail that bullseye. And you'll be able to consistently nail that bullseye once you get the aim down. And a lot of adjusting your aim comes down from realizing that your failed attempts aren't really failures. They're just missed shots. And all you have to do is look back at your missed shots, say, that shot is lower and to the right than what I wanted it to be. And now you say, okay, well, maybe I was holding the bow this way. And now you, you learn from those missed shots, and you use them to help you get and hit that bullseye in the next few shots. So you really got to keep aiming, and you got to be persistent, and realize that they're not failures. They're just missed shots. And really go through and try to adjust your aim. Uh, one way that you could do this with literally... <laughs> when you're literally shooting arrows or shooting darts or maybe learning like the guitar or something is to record yourself. Um, that's a really good tip that I used when I was like practicing darts is I would record myself throwing the darts and hitting and 
like seeing where it hit on the board and then what I would do is I was watch the videos back again because it's a lot you get a lot of insight from looking at yourself doing something from like a third person perspective getting someone else's point of view or opinion on what you're doing some insight maybe like a, a teacher or a, a person that can guide you on this sort of thing really helps you learn how to correct those missed shots and how to readjust and aim and get better over time so that's one thing another thing is don't be afraid to shoot the arrow again and again and again because you miss as this has been quoted a whole bunch i'm sure you miss 100 percent of the shots you don't shoot and what that means is that simply by not doing something you are automatically missing it you're automatically failing at it just doing it in and of itself gives you more of a chance than not doing it at all. And another thing with that is one of the things that, that kind of comes in when you're trying to persist is honestly, it's it's not necessarily, there's two different things I would say would stop people from persisting. One of them is that the workload gets too hard. The second thing is that they lose interest or they get bored in what they're doing. And a lot of the times is the boredom is what brings people out of persisting rather than the actual difficulty of the work. So say you're like keep doing this task and you keep practicing guitar or something like that, eventually you reach this point where you don't feel like you're improving or you don't feel like you're changing anything. So most people, they just stop it altogether. But what really you need to do is you need to change up the way that you're doing things a little bit. Make it a new and novel experience. Try some, Try a new song. Try maybe a different instrument. Take a break for a little bit. Change the way that you do that thing so it's a new and novel experience so it's not so boring every time you go to maybe pick up the guitar. And that, that's something that I've been trying to learn and that it's been like really interesting because I really don't know how to do it. <laughs> it's really fun to learn those those things that you don't really know a lot about. And when going through that and learning a new instrument or something like that, as you were saying earlier, record yourself. Second thing, like we're saying right now, is to make it new. And that really helps, even with doing something as simple as like homework or checking email, changing it up, maybe listening to a different type of music or something will really help you get through that. Another thing you can do is share your progress with a friend. What this will do is not only will it give you like some sort of social motivation to do something, it will also like it will really help you if your friend is an encouraging friend, even if they're not. Like I have one friend who, uh, between me and him, like he he tells me what I do wrong, and he makes sure that I know what I'm doing wrong. And honestly, that's one of the greatest things about him is that he keeps me on my toes and he keeps me persistent in doing better because he'll point out the crap that I do basically and he'll keep me to it and uh when going through this right telling with a friend it it creates it's no longer just you doing it alone in your room it's now a new something you can share with people and you can talk about it's something like you can reach out to your friend be like hey I did this today I made progress or I tried something new and, and then you can like conversation topic and it really helps with like continuing and persisting through things because you you're more wanting to do it because of that social connection that's associated with what you're doing. So now let's let's go into how do you persist in how do you make sure that you stay persistent in what you're doing and keep up a good consistency about it. One of the things that I would suggest is actually slowing down your pace a little bit. What one of the things that I noticed about myself especially is that I was trying to do everything all at once all the time as fast as I could. I was trying to get Everything I could done, ASAP, all day, every day, 
And then eventually I'd get to the point where I couldn't be able to do anything because I worked myself too hard and I didn't take a break. So one of the things I'd suggest is actually figuring out at what point maybe like 100% per, 100% productivity would be like working every single hour of all days on the weekends and working 24-7 basically. And then I want you to kind of dial it back. What does 90% look like? What does 80% look like when working on these tasks and being persistent and being productive? What is What does the 80% look like? If you were to spend 80% of your maximum efficiency what would that look like for you would you be able to keep that up and reach your deadlines or do you change up the way that you're doing things and the deadlines that you either have your set for yourself or that other people have set for you so what you need to do is kind of like look at the the process of going through and seeing if it's sustainable because a lot of the times and what i've noticed when as i was saying earlier on doing youtube i didn't keep up a sustainable schedule what i was trying to do is i was creating the best case scenario and that's, I still have a fault with that where I'll create a schedule based off the best possible scenario. I'll say, I'm going to get 80 hours of studying for SAT done this month. And I'm going to go through and I plan it out. I say, this day I'm going to work six hours. This day I'm going to study for like eight hours. And then I go through and I keep up and I try to be, you know, I try to create the best case scenario. Like if I was able to do this, this would be awesome. Be able to get all of this studying down, maybe get like a uh, 1400 or perfect score or something like that but the re- the reality of it is is that i can only do two to three maybe four hours maybe five hours at max of studying a day and then other things will seemingly pop up like maybe chores or something like lunch even lunch things like that i don't necessarily think about when trying to make these types of unrealistic plans seem to pop up and take a lot of the time and energy out or just not even having enough energy in general to do what i was planning to do a lot of those things come in and create my unrealistic schedules and make them even harder to keep going. Like trying to persist, trying to persist in the wrong case scenario really can be detrimental, especially when you're talking about working yourself over. Trying to keep going when something isn't working that can be really that like that could be really harmful to you if you if you don't check it. So one of the things that I'd suggest when you do that would be you know take take a step back if you're trying to persist one try to figure out why you're trying to persist two is figure out a system or something come out with the the way you can do it while still enjoying not only life but still enjoy a break every now and then so that you keep being productive try to figure out like you know taking a step back what am i working towards how do i make sure i can keep working towards it and keep enjoying everything else those two things i would say would really help you and you're also think about it as more of a marathon and not a sprint because a lot of the times the way that I view things is I'm going to do this as fast as possible, get it out of the way, be done with it so I don't have to think about it or do whatever again. And what will happen is is that I'll work really hard, work really hard, work really hard. It doesn't get done. Keep working really hard and it's still not done and now I'm behind schedule because it's not done and everything else is supposed to happen right now. So there's a one thing that you can do with that is really kind of lower your expectations of what you can accomplish in a day and really make make it in terms of a long-term sprint. If you're to do this over the course of multiple months or maybe multiple years, what does that schedule look like to meet your goals over that time frame? And then giving your permission, giving yourself permission to slow down is a huge part in that. Because a lot of people, 
they don't really give themselves permission to slow down. They try to push as hard as possible. They really try to keep up with the uh, the busy bandwagon of always doing something. If you're not doing something, then you're not being productive, and you're not gonna, you're gonna fall behind. And that's really not true because there's a lot of things that people do that they try to be productive, but honestly, it doesn't really produce anything, and it doesn't really it's not really being effective with your time. Sometimes the best thing you can do with your time is take a relax. I take a relaxing break. Sometimes that is the most productive thing to do. Seems counterintuitive, but the most productive thing you can do sometimes is to take a break and relax. Because while you're taking that break and while you're relaxing, you're actually gaining energy and you're gaining strength that you can use and do more with less time later. So really, by spending maybe taking a 20-minute nap in the middle of the day, people will say, oh, well, you're not constantly working, you're not doing something, but that 20-minute nap might give you enough energy to do twice as much for the rest of the day. So there's just some different things to think about and different ways to think about that. And one way that you can do this is kind of create boundaries for the things you do. So say you work like your standard nine-to-five job, and then on top of that, or going to school is a good example. I go to school for eight hours a day and then studying for two hours. So that's already 50 hours a week. And then on top of that, I'm trying to run like two side businesses and work a part-time job. So all of those things, right, I have to set boundaries to make sure that I'm not working so much that I'm burning myself out. And I have to give myself like today I'm going to have to take a break and relax for this amount of time or I'm going to read a book or enjoy enjoy something for this amount of time as well as not I'm not going to let myself work past this amount of hours today. Because what that will do is it will give you a more sustainable schedule that you can persist and keep going over a longer period of time with persistence the real key about persistence is really the long-term goal and it's really a lot of the the things that we really seem to miss on is the short-term the short-term goals we're trying to persist so hard when actually we should have them as long-term goals that we should work towards over a period of time that isn't just two days or like two weeks Thank you for listening to this episode of Younger, Smarter, Better, all talking about persistence today as we are helping teens and young adults improve themselves and their lives so that they can have a better future down the line. You can check us out and reach the blog at YoungerSmarterBetter.com. Yes, we officially have a domain and published website for you to enjoy full of all the things you could ever possibly need. You can find this podcast, the blog, the YouTube channel, and extra information and some extra goodies all on that website that is in the description below. You can even find our next episode and the last two episodes that we have listed in the description below. I hope that you enjoyed this episode, and as always, stay hungry for knowledge.